tonight on what happened to Coach Eric Taylor. Friday Night Lights. One day, one day, you'll you'll remember how to do that. I I ended it early. I actually ended it like three seconds early. Hi, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Geek Spot News podcast, where uh, Jack and and Frank and and that's me, and we uh, we do the news, and the news is the news is getting a little lighter as we go along. Uh, thank you, and might get even more lighter uh, as we go along, and uh, you know. Find us on uh, Facebook, on our GeekSpot News Facebook page, and uh, on the podcast side of the world. You can find us uh, on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, all 101 previous episodes, and our YouTube channel that eventually will have actual videos and not just a show. That's really bright. You can find Frank on Threads, too. I am on Threads, and Jack, that is so... There you go. Now I can see your little face. That's really bright. I was like, I like that. that was like the beam of Superman's light caressing your face. It's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. Oh, I like the blue. Yeah. Really brings out the flesh tones. That's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, Charles. Hey, Dom. Thanks, guys, for, for hopping on. As always, see, splitting it up there. One's on YouTube. One's on Facebook. They'll never meet. They'll always be just, just, just a little. Just until, until Facebook buys it. Yeah, that was not going to happen. I don't. I don't no. think. I don't think they can afford Alphabet yet. They don't. Have, no. They don't have that money yet. No. Well, you know, if Threads takes off, hundred million. It's the fastest downloaded app of all time. Well, I was going to say hundred million, million downloads. It was eighty million in three hours or something silly like that. Thirty million overnight. It's now a hundred million uh, since they launched last Thursday. Oh, look well, at that! Look at multi multi platform. Jumped over, jumped over. Yeah, so we missed last week. I was sick, and and that was fun. It wasn't. How was yeah, that? I was. Uh, I was. Go ahead. How was, no, uh, how was your stuff? How's your how's your how's your week's been? Uh, busy. You know, gigging. There was the holiday in there. It was Fourth of July. Happy belated Fourth. I don't know if that's how that works, but if it does, you know, feel America. that for everybody. Uh, so you know, did uh did some celebrating for that. Saw some fireworks. Played a bunch of gigs um, all over the place. Played some more gigs after that. Uh, finished Silo, which is just great on Apple TV. So um, go watch that if you haven't that's still. Number, that's number two on my list right now. Is it? Yes. Um, and really? then uh, and then I then I caught up on The Witcher. Nope. That's all. Uh, we're, you're only four seasons behind. You're good. Um, so you know if if you've been out there watching The Witcher, I won't uh, spoil anything, but I, I will say. I think this was the most, the best season that I've seen of it so far. Um, but wow. we can talk later on because I do. You could. No, no, no. I want to discuss with you um, your thoughts on all these different formats that all of these streamers are releasing stuff now. Okay. Because uh, it's it's frustrating uh, as Netflix has changed their model for most of their things recently, and it's it's annoying af as the young kids say um but yeah you know watch that um and like i said we'll talk about the witcher in a little bit um but all caught up there been watching some secret invasion have not been able to make it to the movies for shit for weeks now same i'm i'm now there's three coming three in a row right now that i gotta see four uh, four you know i fi finished uh all the cw shows i'll give a gotham knights recap in uh, a little while, in case our boy Matt, who's dying to hear uh, thoughts on Gotham Knights, I'll go to the uh, where we get there for that. And then, uh, yeah, and then I finally watched Jurassic World Dominion. That's where I'm at in life. I finally, finally caught up to that two-year-old movie that was just—it just kept going. Is that the one with them in the balls? No, that was the first one. Dominion oh. is the one with everybody from Jurassic Park back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It yeah. was fine. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. How about you? Uh, oh, I've been cleaning and I've been sick and getting used to working a new job a month into that. Um, I haven't really done anything. I got to go swimming last week and then I came home and was sick. I think I got, I think I had a touch of sun poisoning maybe. It was really mm. just ridiculously hot. Watched a little money in the bank outside. Watched the Phillies do really well into the last two games. Um, yeah. They were on a great, great uh, win streak on the road. They, they had tied the record for the most road wins consecutively in the history of the franchise. Uh, now we're at the all-star break home run derby tonight. Oh, uh, is it? It yeah. is. It is. I actually um, popped out of the house last night and watched the end of the U.S. soccer game. That's something I don't normally do. Yeah, the, 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 dude, their soccer is a blast. And the, uh, the Fox Sports Channel has doing, is doing great work with it on I hate 4K. the overtime, but I was kind of into this overtime. I'm not a fan of the shootouts. I don't like them in hockey either, so it's... it's yeah, but it takes a lot of overtimes to get to a shootout in soccer. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's not like right away. They don't go, oh, overtime's now a shootout. They play a full another 30 minutes. And then is that the extra time? Or is yes. that... No, so so the way soccer works. Okay, let me me educate me. Is there's two forty five minute halves? Right. Uh, The clock never stops. Right. If there is a penalty or a stoppage of play, that time is added back on at the end of the half. Gotcha. So that's why the forty five minute first half will go like forty nine minutes, depending, and then the second one starts over at forty six minutes. It starts right right there. And then adds on to the end of that. And then if they have extra time uh, because they're tied at the end, if it's a tournament style, like what they're in right now for the uh, the national team and the gold gotcha. cup, uh, they will add that on there as well. And then if there's still no score at the end of extra time, they'll go to a shootout. Not like hockey where three periods, okay, we're going to go to a five-minute overtime and then we're going to go to a shootout and you're going to get ties. No, they just like these guys to keep running. It's now, there can't do. be a tie in tournament play, right? Like in no. like in hockey, you can't have a tie. And Correct. No, that's why they go to the shootout, which is an awful way to decide things. Yeah. I mean, the U.S. goalie, it looked like he was standing on his head last night uh, in the shootout. I didn't see much of the game. I saw the tying goal, and then I saw the overtime. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, soccer is actually way more fun than I, than I ever um, thought it was to watch. I'll lean into soccer eventually. Um it's it's kind of Ted Lasso put it on. I, I'm I'm assuming a lot of people's radar, but it definitely put it on my radar. Um, I didn't get to go see the movies. I had planned twice to try and go see Indiana Jones this past weekend. I did not, so I did not help the box office um, do anything whatsoever. Nobody nobody helped the box office no. with Indiana Jones. Um, and then we have Mission Impossible coming out, which just continues to look so freaking good. Uh, Tom Cruise is just. I, you may not like him as a person and all the Scientology crap aside, but God, the man makes just hits and and is really good in these movies. Yeah, he's he's a great Ethan Hunt. Yes. He puts his he puts himself on the line though, physically every movie. He's just gotta keep going back more and more. Yeah, I mean he's he's sixty one, so it's yeah. Dead Reckoning two is gonna be uh, I don't know if it's gonna be him getting out of his walker. I don't know what the what the plan right. is for his right. big stunt. Apparently he has a bigger, bigger, more elaborate stunt plan for that one than he did for this one. And this one he jumped off a damn mountain on a motorcycle. Yeah. I don't know if this if I don't think they filmed the next one yet, which is what's a little I think weird. They some of it. I'm not sure. Yeah, I just uh, you know, that's it's a long time. That's the problem with all these part one and part twos that they're doing for these big action movies now. Like Well Great, then there's a writer strike, then there's a uh, SAG strike on the uh maybe in two days, right? Two I days was today. Yeah, that's something for that. Um, and then, and then, of course, after that, we have releasing on the exact same day. Uh, Oppen- Oppenheimer and Barbie are releasing on the exact same day. Which one do you have to go see those, Frank? Well, I'm going to see both actually, because um, a lot apparently there's a lot of people buying tickets for both movies in the same day. It's a long reading. time. It's a long, it's- long time because Oppenheimer is what three hours? Three hours, and Barbie is well. You see, the thing is, you go see the pink movie first, so then you could be depressed because mm-hmm. you don't want to be depressed going into the Barbie movie. You want to come out of the Barbie movie happy and then realize, oh, humans suck. How do you know the Barbie movie will make you happy, though? Have you not seen the previews? It looks like it's a little rough. Um, yeah, I see the previews. I mean, I'm excited. 
I know, I'm, I'm sure Tarantino has had extended cuts of the movie um, for himself. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. For his little, little, little boutique little, theater. Yeah, he likes the feet a little bit. Um, all right, so you sent me a link to something that I had absolutely no idea what was going on. We talked in the past about the Borderlands movie. Uh, oh, yeah, it's been, been a minute. With Kevin Hart was last we talked about it. Oh, he's filming, he's scenes. Kate Blanchett's in it. Like, there's a lot of. It's got a decent. I think that was in our first 30 episodes or so of this show. It was, but apparently, Eli Ross Borderlands is now in uh, post-production hell. Uh, so reshoots happened in early summer 2022, which is a year ago, uh, with Gary Ross hired for rewrites. Uh, the movie was test screened in November 2022, and that led to Lionsgate calling for more work to be done on the film, which is never good for anything. Now, did you play Borderlands? I played all the Borderlands games. Uh, I didn't beat the Tiny Tina's Wonderlands game, but I did play so, into it. So what is Borderlands for somebody like me that does no idea what it is? It's a post-apocalyptic type game. It's just a shooter-looter. There's a there's an overarching story. Um, this... There's an overarching story. There's Borderlands, Borderlands 2, and then they kind of go back in time with uh, the Handsome Jack storyline to kind of tell you how he became the big bad villain who you killed at the end of the second Borderlands. And the, the quest of these uh, treasure hunters, they're called vault hunters, and they're looking for vaults on different on this one planet. And at the end of Borderlands 2, they find out that there's many vaults on many different planets. Mm, got it. It's just, it's tons of loot and it's crazy, ridiculous guns. And it's just so much, it's a lot of brainless fun is what it is. Well, that and sounds enjoyable. There are different characters and each character has different powers and it's, it's cool. It's fun. Very cartoony style, okay. really, really well drawn animation in the game. Maybe I'll go find one of those at some point. It's fun. Borderlands. Add to my list. I would recommend Borderlands 2. And skip the original Borderlands. Got it. The original Borderlands doesn't hold up. So, so they they reshoots in November. They they decided they wanted to rewrite. Yeah. So Gary Ross was hired for rewrites. Um, that's when they test screen in November that led the Lionsgate call for more work to be done on the film. This past January, there was a report of uh, Eli Roth having been replaced by Deadpool's Tim Miller uh, for additional reshoots on the film. Uh, and Zach Alkwhite's scribing new pages for Miller. Now oh. the word is that the original screenwriter, uh, Mazin, uh, Craig Mazin, uh, has officially removed his name from the project, and he'll go under the pseudonym Joe Crumbie uh, because he doesn't want his name attached to the movie. Um, other writers who were hired to work on the film include Aaron Berg, Oren Uziel, Jewel Taylor, Tori Rettenmeyer, uh, Zach Alkowitz, like we said before, Chris Benner, and Sam Levinson. Uh, Kate Blanchett is in the film and wrapped on the film in June of 2021. And then it went straight to production for another movie in the fall. Uh, uh, so she went and worked on Tar right after that, Tar, which has already been out and, and been nominated for Oscars. Right. Uh, Jack Black, Kevin Hart, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Kate Blanchett all were set to star in this movie that does not have a release date at all anymore. That's crazy. It's nuts. Because I remember talking about this movie and being a little hesitant about Kevin Hart being in it as an action guy. But I may mean, maybe I don't even have to worry about that anymore. It sounds like we probably won't. So speaking of post-apocalyptic uh, shows. Yes. Uh, did you see the trailer for Twisted Metal? No, I oh. saw the original trailer for it. Um, Maybe I, it's that one. It's when when the clowns fighting the other guy. Right. So the oh clown, my god. So the clown body is Samoa Joe from AEW Wrestling, and the other guy he's fighting is Anthony Mackie. The voice I think is like Bill Hader or something. Sounds right. It looks like a blast. And that's streaming, it, I think. That's going to go streaming. That's going to Peacock, I believe. Yeah. I didn't pull that up, and I saw that. But that that does. I The, the video game is fun as hell. Yeah. Um, my friend's 12-year-old, uh, 10-year-old kid used to beat the shit out of us in that game all the time. 
Um, I, yeah, that's something I'll watch. Hopefully, I'll get through. I have I have my my top three thing to top mm-hmm. three things I want to watch right now mm-hmm. that aren't Secret Invasion and Strange New Worlds. It's Superman and Lois is at the top, and then Silo is second. Those are set actually in stone for me to watch. I would I would put both of them above Secret Invasion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the last episode. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about that episode. Um, so Indiana Jones came in its opening weekend and hit sixty point three million against a two hundred ninety five million dollar budget. That's great. That's that's a that's the new thing. That's what Hollywood's doing this year. It's I yeah. I mean, I think the the problem is because that doesn't include the marketing budget. No, um, and it, it fell fifty eight percent in its second week. Oh, that's not bad. That's better than the Flash. It fell what eighty three percent. Flash is out of the top ten. Well, it also is barely in any theaters anymore. That also. Uh, it's a shame that it's going out. I, and I don't know anything about the movie, and I know there's all kinds of spoilers all, and, and stuff online, and, and I've avoided them all for now. Um, but uh, um, it's, you know, it sucks. I was one of my favorite franchises before. The- I, there's people that love it, though. So I... I- it's true. I, I I take it the way that that we've taken everything else, right? Like, or that I keep trying to take everything else is. Is this a character that I've already written out on what I thought the story should be? No, then I'll probably be fine with it, and it'll probably be enjoyable. Yeah. Right. All the ones that like I like all these comic movies where I'm like, well, no, no, I've already seen this story, and it was done better by this person, this person, and this person, right. and then they do a shitty version of it. Then I'm like, hey, you know, as, I'm going to be disappointed. As long as this movie is above the the Crystal Skull movie. I'll be happy. I think that has consistently been said. Yeah, because because it for me it's it's the original, then it's the third one, then it's the second one. The second one doesn't come in second for me in this. The second one was a was an okay movie, but the third one with Sean Connery was light years better than the second one. Right. Um. Ghostbusters Two Afterlife. According mm. to Eddie Hudson, is finished filming. They're pushing for an end of the year release, but if not, it's probably going to be pushed to the spring. So, how can they finish those effects? Because I would assume there's a lot of effects in that movie. I think it's been done. It's done um, and wrapped. He said. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm Ed- just saying, like editing and doing whatever else. We had four years to do special effects for the Flash, and they sucked. Yeah. So that makes me a little nervous about how the ghosts are going to look in Ghostbusters. He uh, said, if we're trying to bang it out in five months. Ernie Hudson said, I never know how the studios are going to do whatever they do, but the filming is done, which was a little bit difficult with the writer strike and everything going on. So I know there's a lot of shuffling around in terms of uh, where it was being done. And I'm thankful that we got it done and in the can. Uh, and now they're just waiting to see what it looks like. So... So while while we're while we're, we're there and 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 that and and talking about effects, so what do you think about where we're at from a special effects standpoint? I th- with CGI and everything, I feel like things are getting rushed for them to just get it out now. They're not like uh, the flash aside. They're not taking the time to shore it up. I don't care if there's a movie full of CGI if it's well done. Um, I, I had gone back and like, I come home for lunch and on my lunch, I'll like pop on like Ted Lasso. Cause I got like 20, 25 minutes to eat lunch before I got to go back to work. So I kind of like, I popped the first couple seasons on, you know, the first two seasons just to watch. And I never really noticed that there are definitely some parts of that where the CGI is terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Especially the yeah, finale was rough. Right. But with the strikes and everything coming up, I think. I think they're just they're not taking the time to do it right. There's some CGI from years past that hold up better than some of the crap that's coming out today. See, my my thought is, and I I caught this when I was watching the Jurassic movie last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going so heavy on CGI they're forgetting the practical aspects that make it work. Right, because I was, you know, like like I said, Jurassic World Dominion, right? And I know it's a couple years old movie, but I, I think it sure. proves the point with that. You know, the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park still hold up. Right. 
the dinosaurs in Jurassic World Dominion, not so much. Because you can tell they're all computer generated. And that that amalgam of both. And like when we get something like the Flash movie where it's all AI and computer generated, like yeah. it just doesn't hold up as well as like if you put somebody there and maybe do a little bit of work on them, cool. And that's better. But it's just so it's so bad all these things right now. Like the Ted Lasso finale, for instance. Like if they would have just built that set. Which one? The wedding set? Yeah. Like yeah, just well, build that, the wedding set. That was so I thought that that was just a joke. That's how bad that was. I thought they did that on purpose, but they didn't. No, like, like it, maybe it was a dream sequence, but it wasn't a dream yeah. sequence. Like, but like, just build the set. Like, it well, can't cost that much more money to build a practical set than it can to do all the CGI. Look, if you go back and look at, you know, we'll go all the way back to the original Star Wars, okay? Most of that stuff is practical models, you know, okay, sure, it takes a hell of a long time to build a bunch of models. But that scene where Darth Vader is standing there and the Emperor in Return of the Jedi mm -hmm. and the Emperor comes down, that's a painting. Right. That's a painting. And you wouldn't know that if you didn't if somebody didn't tell you that was a painting, you wouldn't look at that and go, that's fake. No, it's it's the attention to detail. And I I totally agree with you on that. If they take the time to do it right, it looks good. Now, I don't understand how, but Christopher Nolan said that Oppenheimer has all practical effects. Well, yeah, they set off an atomic bomb. Right. Like, literally. <laughs> they probably did. It wouldn't shock me. But, yeah, I mean, you, you zoom in on an explosion that's tiny, and then you add yeah. some, some mushroom effect to it, and that, that'll actually look better yes. than, than the other way, right? Than the like, all CGI. I've tried I tried to defend the stuff like She-Hulk and and stuff like that and there was some really bad CGI in that. And even the Mandalorian has a little bit of corners cut in it. Yeah, but Andor looked great and right. that's because they went to the places to film. Right. You know, when they and when they needed to do Coruscant or whatever, then they they did it, right? And they did they did the ways that they were going to do it, but Sure. The, um that big bubble yeah, the vo the sound, right? Volume, volume, sound. I don't, whatever it is. I forget. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I think, I think they've gone overboard because I keep hearing that critique about all these movies now. You know, and but then we see it taking two years for post production, which isn't editing. Although these movies are all way too long. Um, which is my problem. I can't, I can't find three and a half hours to go sit in a movie theater. Um. Well, that's that's kind of what took me out of going. Sorry, that's kind of what took me out of going to see Indiana Jones. As I looked at the runtime, it's like two and a half hours long, and I'm like, I'm measuring out my day, and I'm like, I don't have that much time. I have all this stuff that I have to do because I can't do it during the week right now. I got to do it everything on the weekend like a normal human. So like two and a half hours, you figure that's a half an hour of previews. So if the movie's supposed to start at eleven, it's not starting till eleven thirty. Now it's two o'clock before I'm getting out of there. Now my my half my day shot. And it's assuming you don't have anything before two. Correct. And that that time work that that's where my my thing is. The times they they show movies are great for normal people, not for for uh, right. For and I school. look like a ten o'clock movie is fine. Sometimes you go to a ten o'clock movie though, and they don't have the pretzel bites made. So I'm like, well, why am I here? Well, a ten o'clock movie is okay, but then it's ten thirty when it starts. Oh. Right. I'm yeah. talking AM. Oh, AM, they have no snacks. You're lucky the popcorn's ready. Look, I miss the midnight movies, for real. I loved going to a midnight movie. Um, yeah, but not for a four-hour, three-hour movie now. I didn't care. If it's on yeah. a weekend, well, I Back care. then, I didn't, but now, I, now I, I'd be sleeping 20 minutes <laughs> in. I mean, I, I think I fell asleep when we went and saw Ghostbusters. Yeah. I definitely fell asleep for a few minutes during The Flash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, in a different vein, the writers, the the SAG is supposed to make, uh, is supposed to go on strike within a couple days. I think the twelfth um, is when the cutoff is right now. When is it? The twelfth. Twelfth was their extension to through. I'm getting that. I'm getting them and UPS mixed up because UPS is about to go on strike uh, oh. Wednesday, I believe. Oh, they do that every year for Prime Day, though. That's their thing. They're like, "Hey, Prime no, no, Day's coming no, no. up." This is this is different. This is like, 
like we actually had a meeting about it at work. Like this is a different okay. kind of, yeah, they're, um, they were offered a five cent raise and they actually moved the strike date up. Cool. Yeah. So that's, that's going to kind of suck, uh, especially right around prime day. Cause I'm ready for some Legos. Yeah. They, they just rela- released a, a Soka set. For prime Let me day. tell you what, there is a UCS, UCS, for those that don't know and are not in the Lego world like I am, that's called the Ultimate Collector Series. That would be like your big ships, your Millennium Falcon, your Razor Crest, those big ones that I have. Yeah. They're releasing a Ventner. Oh. They're releasing, it's, it's a... That's the street from Monopoly, right? Yes. They're going to release that along with Marvin Gardens. Got it. Um, it's going to be over 5,000 pieces and $700. That's uh, it's a lot to put together once and then be done with. Yeah. Um, you know. So yeah. Uh, what are you gonna do? Yeah, no, I I don't know. Well, we'll keep an eye on all the strikes. So good luck, everybody. Uh, good luck on Prime Day the next two days. God bless you if you're ordering. Uh, is it tomorrow? It starts it's tomorrow. Tomorrow on Tuesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, getting no work done tomorrow. Thank God we hired someone new. <laughs> um. Over in the DC universe, unless you have something you want to, uh, you want to can go with yours and then I'll, then I'll hit up Gotham Knights and, uh, before we do the Marvel stuff. So in the DC universe, uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom reshoots are confirmed to have happened two years after filming started. Luckily, Jason Momoa doesn't age, so it's not a big deal. No, he's like another Paul Rudd. Um, movie is still being worked on to be the best it can before it's released. Uh, Patrick Wilson revealed that the DC movie recently went through reshoots two years after filming started. Wilson confirmed that he had spent some time doing research um, with uh, who was it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and DC hasn't even started to market this movie yet. That's yeah, there's to- not even a trailer. No. Which is a little yeah. frightening. I mean, I'm I'm assuming that this is going to have to do with again the writer strike and now the possible actor strike. What what's going to happen for 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 shows and stuff? Like, you know, not to jump all over the world, but I read a thing and I don't know how how true it was, but that Echo, before all of this happened, Echo was going to get the Batgirl treatment. It was it's that bad. Like yeah. one of the guys from one of the stunt workers from Echo literally said that they had they were going to give this to Batgirl treatment, but because of the strikes coming, they need content to put out. So they just figured, whatever, we'll just throw it all out at once. Like that's scary if it's that bad. And that's Marvel. You know, that's supposed to be the cream of the crop, right? Yeah, it's it's not great what's going on with with, uh, but it it goes back to all of these places are just trying to cram content out and they're they're trying to do you know not necessarily beloved ip because echo's only i don't know 15 year old character if that right uh she was part of bendis's run on um daredevil um you know but but they're just they they, people it seems like they they have a story that they want to tell and they're like all right this is a story we want to tell what character do we have available to use during this story and they just shove that character, right? It's the same thing, and and I know you we're we're talking Marvel slash DC sort of, but um, it's the same thing going on with Secret Invasion, where like they just had a story to tell that they've already told four times, by the way, in Marvel. But we'll talk about that in a minute, um, you know. And and that's that's the story that we're going to tell, regardless of what characters are in, right? I, I think they're doing that in general. It was the same thing with the Flash. They're like, we want to tell this story, okay. Um, you didn't need to because you've already told it in four other movies and like seven comic books and the TV show did it three times. So yeah. you could have told another story and probably gotten a much better result, but you were determined on telling this story and cramming these characters into it. Um, I feel like it's the same thing we're going to end up with with um, Blue Beetle. I you know, honestly we're not doing inventive ways to tell these stories anymore. I have zero desire to see that movie. Or better example, we're not telling good movies about the characters. We're telling stories that have nothing to do with the character and just being like, oh, I want to tell this is the story, but we're going to put the Flash. In. Well, that's not a story oh, about the Flash. The Flash, to, to wrap up my bit of DC stuff, the Flash, uh, the Flash 
The Flash movie's lackluster domestic grosses fell below. Even the recent DreamWorks animation flop, Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken, which placed 10th this weekend with 2.8 million. Right now, The Flash has fallen out of the top 10 in four weeks. Um, movies in the top 10 that opened before The Flash right now, the Transformers movie opened June 9th is still at number eight. Across the Spider-Verse opened at June 2nd. It's number five. The Little Mermaid opened June tw opened May 26th and is at number nine. Uh, right now, The Flash's worldwide total is sitting around $250 million, which is uh, significantly less than the $450 million it roughly needs to earn to profit and get the sequel that we're never going to see, thankfully, now. Yeah, I, I'm. I have my fingers yeah. crossed. This is the end of Ezra, um, in my, general and as a movie star. My my quick question to you about that is, and and anybody left watching, do you think that we're past the the post pandemic, uh, postpartum, so to speak, of going to the movies? Are movies back the way they were pre-pandemic or have we not quite gotten there yet? And that's why some of this stuff is not hitting where it's supposed to hit. Uh, so I think there's a couple keys to that, right? So movie in everything, not just movies, but everything's more expensive again than it was before the pandemic for one. Oh, so yeah. now to go see a movie, you have to give me something enjoyable enough that I want to spend $50 to go watch it. Because yep. not everybody does the clubs, right, nope. and the whatnot. And if it's a big one, maybe I want to go see an IMAX. All right, so now i got to spend 60 Or I want to take multiple people with me, but I know it's going to be streaming in a month and a half. Well, Why I wouldn't I spend 20 bucks to buy the movie right. instead of spending 150 to go see it in the theater? And or, Yeah. Or finding another way to watch it where you're not spending 20 bucks. Like, there are multiple means out there to catch a movie before it hits digital or if you don't feel like paying for digital, not that we. Yeah. I, I don't think those ways have as big of an impact on the box office as you think, because the majority of people are, are lazy and don't do that. However, if it's on my TV streaming on voodoo or Peacock or Disney plus or Paramount or wherever, right? Like uh, what was the one uh, like the flash or not the, um, what was the one a couple weeks ago? There was Renfield. Was already, like I missed Renfield when it came out like two months right. ago. It was already on Peacock. I was good. Um, you know, I, I think that's where your bigger impact is, is just that it costs so damn much to go and the stories aren't good. No. Or they're getting it or they're not doing the effects right. Like there's not a reason for me to go see these movies the way there was like Endgame. Exactly. Or the way there was like any Star Wars movie that ever came out. You know what I mean? Like those were a spectacle and there was an expectation of quality to them. Yep. I think uh, the pandemic showed us that that isn't there anymore. And we got used to finding other ways to do it. Like now, well, I can watch a movie at home. And there's so many ways to watch a movie at home because you also got to remember since the pandemic, we launched like four more streaming services. Yep. And now because right? we launched is... Disney Plus after the pan during the pandemic, we launched Peacock, we launched Paramount Plus, we launched well Max. Par Paramount Plus was Paramount Paramount Plus launched, and then like thanks to Yellowstone, that got put on the map. And now you know, not to sidetrack, but I I, I saw the story and I didn't grab it because um um because we weren't going to talk about it, but Kevin Costner, who's going through a divorce said in his divorce paperwork in his divorce hearing that he's no longer under contract to do Yellowstone. Now, I don't know. Is he just saying that to get out of paying the money or, you know, to lower his net worth a little bit, or is his con did he drag his feet so long to film this that he's now no longer under contract and they're not going to get the ending that they want but that was the flagship of Paramount Plus. Uh, well, at, at the time, that's what kind of put it on the map. Star no, I mean it was it was it was definitely Star Trek Discovery, and then Star Trek's Art. helping. But Yellowstone, yeah, Yellowstone was like I was. That's what I was reading the other in one of the articles. But these streaming services are also starting to yank stuff out of off off their platforms without telling anybody. Like 
Disney. Well, it was a, it was a spinoff for for Yellowstone because Yellowstone. Yeah. It was actually streaming on Peacock, not Paramount Plus. <laughs> right. Um. But yeah, I. So I mean, you know, think about that. We've launched at minimum, and there's probably other ones because I think MGM MGM Plus has rebranded itself as a streaming, yeah. and um and you know Paramount Plus had a Showtime in. But you get all of those things that didn't exist before the mm-hmm. pandemic and mm-hmm. avenues to get more streaming content. We had Prime, Hulu, and Netflix when the pandemic hey, happened. That was it. Hulu's becoming outrageously expensive. It's like having cable again. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I have it as part of my bundle. Right. Only with, well, I'm, I'm paying almost 80 bucks a month. And I'm getting ads and I'm getting two, three, four minute ads at a time sometimes. Oh, you, yeah. have, the, you have that for your TV though. Yeah. Like um, I have to get rid of that soon. Um, so I think, yeah, I'll, that's on a whole nother topic. Yeah, I don't think the movies are back because I don't think the movies are the same quality they were one. I agree, and I think there's a lot of other options. Yeah. Um, and you're not doing. You've we've proven that when there is a movie worth going to see, people go see it. Right. Like Top Gun Maverick, and yeah. I didn't go see it, but you know, phenomenal. Across Spider Verse. It's a spectacle. People want to go see it. You know, it, but you have to give them that. I don't think the Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible has always done well, but mainly overseas. It's always been okay domestic. I, I think this one, I think they've put so much hype and press behind it and the behind the scenes on the on the stunt that he's doing and the, their press tour and all over the place. I think this one's Yeah, but they did all that for the Ghost one, Ghost Protocol too. And it was like, it was it was big, but it wasn't like, oh my God, it saved the summer. You know what I mean? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So before we get hopping oh, off this, so on the DC yeah. front, so Gotham Knights, uh, the show we made fun of quite a bit, um, turned out to end up being once it finished up its season, I'm ready for another season of the show. It was great. Um, they actually, the, the actors were good. Mm-hmm. Um, the story writing got continued to get better than I expected. Um, I'm very regretful we don't get to see uh, Misha Collins' version of Two-Face because I thought it was an interesting take on the character and I think he played it really well. Cause How many you episodes don't... did they get? 12 or 13. Okay. Because um, you don't get Misha Collins all in as even becoming kind of Two-Face till the very end. Um, okay. And then you get pools from League of Assassins that come in and like all these other pieces that are uh, attached to Gotham. And, you know, a court of the Alice, court of Alice history. And I'm still not, I don't love that everything related to Batman has to be tied to the court of Alice now. Cause again, Batman's been around 80 years, 80 years. The court of Alice has been around like 12. That's and every crazy. goddamn show is hooked on. We got to use the court of Alice. It's such a great freshness. idea. It's the new freshness. Yeah, it's not. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it's boring though. It's like, okay, great. There's a big conspiracy and everybody's involved. Got it. Haven't seen that storyline before, except for on every single Batman show and movie for years now. Um, I mean, there's basically even the same backstory to uh, Batman. What's the last one? Dark Knight Rises? No. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. It, 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 they didn't call it the Court of Owls, but it's the same goddamn storyline. Um, so, you know, it's it's. Uh, but that I thought the way they did this Gotham Knights one, they, the kids in it were great. The acting was continued to get better and better. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any like huge mystery. I was like, oh my god, that's crazy. But like, it was an enjoyable show. It was better than most of the shows on the CW have been the last few years. It was better than Naomi was, and I didn't dislike Naomi. No, yeah. Um, and it was. I think it ended up along on par with where Stargirl <laughs> ended up. Um, but it was just another, it was like what they did with Gotham. It was like, it's kind of attached, but not really attached. Right. And I think if they'd had a better name for it and, uh, then the video game that came out at the same time that was not great. Oh, the video game. I couldn't even get into that. I tried. And there tried was no hard. ties to any of the heroes that people would want to, though. I don't think people really want to see some of the heroes that everybody keeps thinking. Like, I don't think people are that into the red hood. If they don't read comic books, I don't think you give a shit about the red hood. I wouldn't know who it was. But they are convinced that everybody loves the Red Hood. And I'm like, mm, not so much. Um, but that's that's another week we will have that conversation about does every uh, anti-hero need to, or every villain need to become a hero. I, I like that. Um, 
I saw a uh, TikTok video where a guy said they were, they were talking about Batman and how Warner Brothers keeps messing shit up. And the guy said, go look at that Batman the Animated Series. Now make that in live action. Go look at Superman the Animated Series. Now make that in live action. Take those characters and do it like that. And you won't fail. Yeah, you know why? They had great writing. Yep. Yep, yep. That's all there was to it with those things. Like I said earlier, like if they put out decent written products, we'd be great. Um, before I think we're going over to Marvel, Marvel in a second. Yes. Soon so as before you're... we get there, let me just hit up The Witcher real quick. Yes, go ahead. Um, so I, I think they are in great shape. To I, I honestly, um, I think Henry Cavill's great on the show, um, mm-hmm. but I also won't miss him at all. Not for the Hemsworth kid. Um, it's going to be fine. Nobody's. It's it's really not going to matter because it's not. It's a contacts and a white wig, so it's not going to be a big deal. Um, but I, I do think this season has been. Um, the better one, but that goes back to what I wanted to talk about before too. Is uh, I don't think there's a lot on Secret Invasion to discuss this week. Um, uh, well, we have two weeks, but go ahead, you're fine. Oh, we do, but uh, didn't even notice. Um, so with uh, the release strategy, though, so we got five episodes, and then I think there's two or three releasing in three weeks. Okay. Um, so now I have to remember. With Netflix's binge model, right? Because I just binged all five in like a day and a half or two days. Now I have to remember everything I just crammed into my brain and tie all these same 17 storylines back together in three weeks again. Um, and, you know, I do you, what do you think of that model? I know you don't watch too many of these Netflix shows that drop like that. How? No, but how? That wait, model versus how, a full binge versus the weekly drops. So they dropped five episodes as a part one. Okay. Then they are dropping, I think it's only two, but maybe it's three more episodes at the end of the month. So it's eight total? I think so. That's stupid. They did the same thing with Manifest, where they dropped 10 and then 10, like three months later. They did the same thing with Stranger Things. They dropped six and two. I don't understand that. I don't understand the logic in that. If you have it all, just do it. Unless you're going to release it episodically, just give it all. Like... People, that's that was what Netflix was like. That's why everybody ran the Netflix. It's because it wasn't episodic. It was here. It is. Yeah, they, but this is their new model. They it had Masters of the Universe Revelation. Remember? Yes. They did six, and then they dropped two or whatever it was, five and three. I had, and it was like, that. what? What? Now I have to remember what you did those first five episodes for three months. I'm not going to remember that, and I'm no. not going to rewatch it. And that's that again. That's why I like the episodic better, uh, because some shows like like we'll, we'll take I'll take Star Trek. Uh, and I'm not going to get into the whole Star Trek thing because I could spend an hour on that. I don't want Strange New Worlds, all 10 episodes or however many episodes they are at once. I like that as an episodic thing. It's a throwback for me to to how TV used to be. And it's easier to digest because they're telling bigger, broader stories in it. it every episode is connected, but there's little arcs in them that take them... You know what I mean? And do their own thing. I don't yeah. I don't want to watch it all at once. Yeah, I think that was the same thing that happened with um with Poker Face when I watched it. It was filmed like a, a USA yeah. show where it was like, hey, there's kind of an overarching story. We're gonna tail bookend the season with those. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it is like, hey, this she goes to a new town, dumb shit happens, she leaves the town at the end, she solves a mystery while she's it's Columba, like both right. 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 You know, great. Um, but it was a weird show to binge. Right. But it would have been great as a weekly show where you go, you tap it, you know, what's going to happen to her this week? See, you know, but I, as a binge, it's like, oh, I already forgot about it now, 10 minutes later. I wouldn't have been able to watch Andor as a binge. No. Like, that was really perfectly done episodically. Yeah. And I don't know that it, it, I think the problem is some of these shows now are written as binges. Right. And then they're not dropping them as a binge or they're, you know, or they're written weekly and they're dropping and it just doesn't line up right. No. So I, I, I prefer the weekly drop. Same for most things. I, um, I but I think that they need to get better and we need to go back to the days where we don't spoil everything. Well, time. <laughs> as speaking of spoiler, excellent segue. As we move over to the Marvel thing, 
the spoilers for Deadpool are continuing to roll out. I'm not going to get into the cast spoilers that they're teasing all over the place, which some of I don't understand and some of I don't understand. But there was a picture released. Um, I think Hugh Jackman released it. I don't Ryan Reynolds. Know. It was Ryan Reynolds? Okay. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds released this picture. Now, if you're watching us live or if you want to come back and watch us um, – on the YouTubes or somewhere else. I'm going to share this picture now. This is a monster major spoiler for Deadpool. There's Deadpool on the left. And if, you, if you're watching us live, you'll see on the right, Hugh Jackman with his Wolverine beard in the yellow suit. In the classic Wolverine yellow suit. Right, and apparently he never, uh, from what I've heard, he does not ever wear a mask in this movie, which is which, disappointing. And that is disappointing. Um, I'm going to stop sharing that now. And, oops. And, oh, look at you. Oh, how the hell? Oh, still you. There we go. Um, I am not a big fan of these kind of leaks at all. I would have liked to have gone to the movies and seen that without that leak and had that holy shit moment. Like, like again, in Endgame, the I am Iron Man moment. That wasn't leaked. That was, I mean, it, right. it, maybe it was rumored, but that was a holy shit moment. Oh, yeah. They all, look, there's been so many that, that were great moments that we got in the movies that, like, now just all of these spoilers left and writers. Yeah. It's painful. Um, Dom asked, is, uh, Loke, do you think Loki pops in this movie? I do. Um, and, do we and think I'll, that's why they're moving the release dates around? I think, again, as he popped up, the TVA is supposed to tie in Big to Deadpool 3, which makes a lot of sense if he's doing a lot of time traveling. Uh, Does that mean Kang's going to tie in? Oh, what do you do? What do you do? That's still very (laughs) much up in the air. Um, Very much up in the air. Uh, The the guest list, I say guest list. If they get Terrence Howard back as Kang, that's it. It's a wrap. It's the greatest move ever. Terrence Howard as Kang? That'd be funny. Um, The... The, oh, the exactly. Dom mentioning the Ragnarok with the Hulk being spoiled in the trailer. Oh, my God. That would have been awesome if he just showed up in the arena during the movie. Right. Those are the kind of things I don't want to see. And Marvel's usually pretty good. If Marvel lets something like that out, it's on purpose because they're usually pretty tight lipped with stuff. Well, yeah, they're distracting from the, all the Jonathan Majors news right now. Like, what can we talk? Oh, about? yeah, that's also a same thing. thing, which we didn't even mention for DC. We got the casting news for Superman and Lois which James Gunn randomly dropped on Twitter to distract from the fact that the flash was shitting the bed at the box office. Um, the cameo list for Deadpool, as far as I know, and the, 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 the three or four names that I know off the top of my head is they're bringing Ben Affleck back as dare as daredevil, which I think is a weird move. And, and they're bringing Jennifer Garner back as Electro, which I think is a weird move. I bet JLo's thrilled. Uh, or based on the new pictures, it could just be Ben Affleck's daughter playing right. Electra. If um, you've seen the latest pictures of him and J Lo and his daughter, no, uh, she is the spitting image of Jennifer Garner. Wow. Um, and then they're supposedly bringing in Channing Tatum has supposedly filmed a cameo as Gambit. So look, here's the thing with all of these for Deadpool though, because we all saw Deadpool two, yes, and the X Men cameo is approximately six seconds long. And it could be that. And you know what? That was a perfect six-second cameo. If you're going to give me a pan over of Gambit, that's fine. If you're going to give me better than what the Flash did for their cameos, and I thought the Flash cameos were really awesome. Um, that also, what Dom said uh, in the chat, that Ian McKellen is rumored to be in this, which I had heard that also, and that they're going to use Deadpool 3 to send off the X-Men universe and bring them into the MCU, which I think we theorized about that in the past or had read things about that. That's a good way to bring it in. Yeah. But there's also another rumor that we'll get to in a minute that also ties in to the Fantastic Four. 
Oh, okay. Um, look, I did love the multiverse of madness cameos. That part was fun. Did you? I did. I liked the cameos only. Mm. It was the best part of the movie. Um, Kit Harrington oh, God. commented about uh, his post credit scene as Dane Whitman with Blade. Uh, he has no information and has no idea if there's going to be anything going forward, which again makes sense given the scope of the landscape of Hollywood at the moment. Um, he hopes that they're going to do something. Uh, um, what's I mean, name? I don't understand how they're wasting Harry Styles. Like, you cast Harry Styles. Yeah, but you can't do anything right now. No, no, no. Right, right now, but that was three years ago they cast right. Harry Styles. Like, that was that was uh, in 2020 that Harry Styles was came out, right? Uh, the guy from Shang-Chi 2, or from Shang-Chi. Yeah. Uh, he was asked on Twitter if there was anything um, on the status of Shang-Chi 2. And he replied that he was told it would follow Avengers, but that keeps, put, that keeps pushing back due to circumstances beyond his control. Hopefully he has more concrete news to share soon. So this thing is starting to push everything back. I'm not going to see Shang-Chi 2 until I'm 70. Probably. Which, which really isn't that far away if you think about it. Um, and it, it probably won't be any of a better of a movie by then. But at the same time, Benedict Cumberbatch was saying in an interview that he's got some Marvel stuff coming in the next year and that he's filming uh, scenes as Dr. Strange in 2024. And there's a few, few possible movies that he could, he could pop up in, which makes no sense for him to say that if he can't film anything. What do you mean? But the sex, the sex, look, once SAG strikes, it's all going to be over in like two weeks anyway. So it's not a big deal. Right. Um, but I mean, look, it could be for the fantastic, whenever that date is, I don't even know when that got moved to, but it could be the fantastic movie. It could be the Avengers movies. It could be all sorts of movies. It could be end credit scenes for three other movies that are coming out in the meantime. Right. Like it could be an end credit scene for Thunderbolts. It could be, you know, like they used to do. It could be like Gwyneth Paltrow still has no idea that she's even in a Spider-Man movie. She doesn't know what the hell's going on. She's smelling no, she's, her candles. She's gooping. She's gooping. Um, I, I guess I guess we should we should move over to the, you know, spend the last seven minutes on, on, uh, secret, secret invasion. invasion. Yep. Um, all right. We've had two episodes. Three. Two that we missed. Two that we missed. Two that we missed. I wouldn't say we missed. We have. Three episodes left. Yeah. Can't wait. And so far, now, if you have not caught up on Secret Evasion, or if you don't want to catch up on Secret Evasion, we're going to drop all the spoilers about what's happened. Um, and there's some, there were two, two pretty big reveals over the last couple episodes. Um, so, uh, you know, we're spoiling it. Yeah. So... The end of the second episode you're left with Nick Fury has a wife. And yeah. So did we, we talked about this on the first after the first one, right? With the timelines. Yeah. Like she's like, you left. I'm like, well, how long did he leave for? Cause I feel like they were together for based on the flashback that we got in the, we're just going to talk about the second and third episode at the same time. Um, in the third episode, the flashbacks that we got felt like they'd been married like 20 years. Right. And then she's like, you abandoned me. I'm like, I feel like it's been a year. I like, but they keep making it seem like he was in space so long. I don't understand the timeline that Marvel is doing. They're, they're, it seems like they keep tripping over their own feet with this. Whereas at the beginning of this whole thing, we were really impressed with how well they were keeping everything in check. And it seemed like after Infinity War... Or after Endgame, or wait, yeah. And yeah, after, after Endgame, Endgame, it's like, whatever. It's just been like, here, let's do this. Now let's do this. All right, let's move this over here now, even though it's already, it just, it, some of it doesn't seem like it's taken. Well, it's it's doing what I was just saying, right? They, they've been writing movies that mm -hmm. aren't, it's not a Nick Fury, it is a Nick Fury show, but it's not really a Nick Fury show, because it could be any character that you wanted in this. Well, so one it's of the not a Doctor Strange movie because you didn't need Doctor Strange for Multiverse of Madness. It could have been anybody. Right. Right. It's, it's 
the, same thing with Scarlet Witch. Like the two big, the two biggest, the two biggest things that happened were well, three actually. Nick Fury has a wife who's a scroll, who was the scroll in the flashback that is the mother of Gravik. That's a that's kind of a big thing. Uh, Gaia, oh, I missed that part. Yeah, is that the mother? Of Gra- she, I didn't that's know. The mother of Gravik. Yeah, I didn't think that was the same person. Yes. That's Gravik's mom. I'm 90% sure. I may be wrong, but I'm 90% sure. Yeah, I don't think it is, but okay. Um, Gaia was shot and apparently killed at the end of episode three, but that's a red herring because she's in marketing further down the line and has said that she has more of a, a, a role in the show. Could have been deleted scenes. Um, then we have... I'd rather Maria Hill come back than Gaia. We, uh, look, I'm, I'm an Amelia Clark fanboy. So, um, then we have the whole super scroll thing that, that they've been teasing. And if you, if you watch the episode, if you didn't fall asleep by now, when, uh, Fury and Gravik had their, or not Fury, when Talos and, and Gravik had their little face to face, uh, Talos jammed the knife into Gravik's hand. And if you watched and paid attention, his hand shimmered and glowed and he pulled his hand away from the knife, like the extremis from Iron Man 3. Well, no, but that's just because he's a shapeshifter. No, no, no. That was Extremis. That was, they, they, they said that that was, that's Extremis. Like, that doesn't they, even make sense. Uh, okay. I, a, I, don't, I don't deny that they said that, but that doesn't so, even make sense. Cause on the computer screen, when, when Gaius snuck in and looked at all the computer screens, the yeah. different things that they, that they looked like they were using to merge into making Super Scrolls was Extremis. It was part of Groot. Um, and there were like three other things there. But they have the extremist technology. Yeah. Um, the creation. I don't know why they have to call it a super scroll then, because well, the, the, the creation uh, of a super scroll is supposed to lead to Doctor Doom, which is the big, supposedly, allegedly, the big get at the end of Secret Invasion. Oh, it's that's not going happen. to introduce Victor Von Doom. Oh, there's no way that happens. I. That's your I, engineer. That's that's where this is going to go. I. And um, hanging my hat on this one, like and I, look, I know they, they, as I said, they are ignoring any Marvel continuity and any Marvel history with any of these things, because um, the Super Scroll and Doctor Doom have nothing to do with each other. Um, the Super Scroll was because in Fantastic Four number two, the Scrolls got mad that the Fantastic Four beat their, um, you know, their spies that they sent originally to come see if they could take over the Earth and con them into becoming cows. Um, and then they sent the Super Scroll to Earth, who was a Super Scroll only because he mimicked the Fantastic Four's powers. That was it. And then they they continued to evolve the Super Scroll over the years, but the basic premise of the Super Scroll was always just he could do the same things the Thing, Mister Fantastic, the Invisible Girl, and Human Torch could do. Ah. And that was the Super Scroll, which is why like it's driving me nuts that they're using the word Super Scroll for all of these things. Uh, so, and and going to try and introduce it because it's it's there was much cooler ways to introduce a super scroll, but let's also you know let's also look so we're getting into graphic and we're getting into these displaced scrolls right, which is now like the fourth or fifth Marvel story that we've told out of our thirty because apparently right. there's only three stories they can tell right. that's about a displaced society or displaced group of people that wants to start a war. So the displaced scrolls, there's apparently a million scrolls living on Earth. Like what? Okay. Um, I'm I'm looking at the twists so far. Uh, let's see, Nick Fury's married. And we we didn't notice a million ships land. Come on. I apparently not. Um, Nick's doing a great job, and uh. So, uh, Nick, there's a huge theory out there that Nick Fury has actually been a scroll since Age of Ultron. And that they've laid groundwork, and I didn't read the whole thing, and I'm not getting into it right now because, you know, we're, we're running a little long. Um, the, the other rumor about Gaia, I think it's Gaia. Um, let me see. Yes. Uh, that Gaia is actually Abigail Brand. Who? Abigail Brand. Who? Hold on. Wasn't sure if you were going to actually. I, did, I didn't know if you were, if you knew that or not. Um, 
No, I don't know who that is. Abigail Brand is a character that played an important, albeit brief, role in Secret Evasion in the comics. She helped free Reed Richards from the Skrulls, then created a device that could detect Skrulls alongside the hero. Oh, they're not. That's not who she's going to be. Okay. I mean, um, they were literally told to not read any of the Secret Invasion books when they wrote this. Right. I and that I know. Um, um, and that's it's very clear they haven't. But they so really think that we all give a, a care a lot about Talos. Um. Well, yeah, this is more this is more of a Talos show than it is a, a, a Nick Fury show at this point. And I'm okay with that, but I don't know. Do I'm, you... I'm not invested in Talos in like any way, shape, or form enough to watch a show about him though. No. I was invested in Fury. I was I would have been invested in Maria Hill. I same. Right now the most badass character on the show is the the British CIA or British MI six. Oh yeah. Um yeah. Olivia Coleman, who's yes. awesome. She's phenomenal. Every ep- every scene she's in, she's stolen so far. Um, and, and and the last thing, I, we talked about the the roadie being a scroll thing, right? Uh, you and I did. We did not on the show because that was uh, episode two. Right. So in episode two, roadie and and Nick Fury have a sit down talk, and they're going through their things. And roadie does not seem like the roadie that we've we've known throughout the MCU so far. And he calls him Nick once or twice. And and if you know if they've proven anything in the show, it's that anybody that calls him Nick doesn't know him and isn't real. I mean, he even literally said it in episode three. He said, "Nobody calls me Nick," right? Which but is he how he knew to it. go. He said it back in in Captain Marvel too. If you watch that, yeah. uh, Before we go, Dom had a couple of things. Um, did Artie you... J spotted on Deadpool three? Um, I, I don't. Th- I mean, it's fine. Just don't spoil it. No, like, I don't. Don't, know. don't send me a, a, a screen. I'm not sending it. No, I meant I meant like yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Don't go drop a video of you, RDJ and uh, right. Hugh Jackman hanging out on set. Right. I don't need that. Um, and uh, should you watch it now or wait till it's all done and binge it? I would wait and binge it. Yeah. I mean, you only have three episodes left and it's, it's not great. It. No, it's, it's really not. It's. It's I, I think the problem is like people were like, this is their Andor. Mm, it's Andor but without like any of the suspense or intrigue because there's just, I don't have any investment in any of the characters. Yeah, because it's not Nick Fury's not like Nick Fury. He's not good. No. Like he's not a super spot. Like I don't get Nick Fury from and the they- character. All right. Like I don't get like he is a international super spy man of mystery well, knows what he's I- doing. It's more like. Yeah, he's kind of getting by. <laughs> well, not even not even that, but if if again, uh, to to come near the end of this, if you listen to the dialogue in the conversation that he had with Talos, Talos basically said that everything that you've accomplished was because of his scroll spies getting all the information for him. So this badass Nick Fury that you're supposed to have known for all these years isn't the guy that got all this stuff done. He used the scrolls to get all his information and like find out all the stuff and do his assassination. So like, did you just now blow that character out of the water and undercut every, de- every bit of development that yeah, it's, you had for him? Uh, they did. They did. And right. like I said, they really think that we all love Talos a lot. And I'm like, I I've seen the guy in one movie yeah, and I, he was okay. fine in Captain Marvel. Um, but I think that's also the movie that everybody watched once. Oh wait, he was <laughs> he was in the second Spider Man movie. Was he? Yeah. But was he really? Yeah. But was he Somebody was. Yeah, Dragon but he Nick was Fury. he was playing Nick Fury the whole time. Right. But then he he put his face on. But this goes back to again, so Nick Fury was in space, so how long were they back from the blip at that point? <laughs> and how long has it been since then? I can't keep track. I can't keep track of it. It sucks. It's a shame because it was my favorite thing. I, I hope. J- Look, you know what's you know what's a better storyline right now than what Secret Evasion has given us? The Bloodline storyline in WWE. That's a better. Oh. That's a oh. better written, better done storyline than oh Secret Evasion. That's okay. all I'm going to say. We the ones. Well, there you go. So hey, thanks everybody for for tuning in. Um, you know, tell a friend, drop us that uh, five star rating wherever you get your podcast if you're listening. If you're watching, we appreciate you, uh, you know, tell people Monday nights they can come and catch us 
And uh, you can catch me at jackkidmusic.com. You can see me on all these different socials, including threads. Yeah. Now telling you where I'll be. Uh, I got a couple really good shows this weekend at Crossroads and Rosalie. And uh, I'm at the E-House on for a Sunday fun day in the afternoon. So that'll be a fun one, too. Um, Frank, anything you got coming up? Going on? No. Cool. I got a lot of really great video games coming out in the next month and a half. So that's that's it. We'll talk about that another time. There you go. Thanks for finding the Geek Spot, everybody. We'll see you soon. We the ones. Yeah.